0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Jen Kennedy. Jen is a nutrition and business coach. And we had this incredible conversation where there was a lot of similarities and some good laughs. She really shared how her journey and everything that she had gone through to come to the space of wanting to push up that ladder to become a principal and her number of years of teaching and how it led her into coaching others and building her online business to eventually taking her online business completely full-time in June of 2019 and how much she has scaled that and grown that since then to now taking it into nutrition coach and business coaching and what she's doing in this world to support other women. We had great conversations about being the change and how important it is to be the change you want to see in the world and really understanding and sharing that we are never a victim of our circumstances and that we always have a choice in what we do with what we are given. So I know you're going to love this conversation because I absolutely adored Jen and getting to know her even more. And she is definitely someone who is going to be... You're going to see as she continues to grow and grow her business, and I'd love for you to connect with her on social media as well and follow her beautiful dog Roxy, because you know I'm a big dog lover. So sit back and enjoy this episode.:
1: Thanks, Marsha. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so
0: happy to be chatting with you today.: <laughs> I think it's going to be a great conversation. We've had many laughs behind the scenes before we' even started. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so I have a few questions so people can get to know who you are first. love it. Okay. Where are you from?
1: I'm born and raised in Michigan. Michigan, yep, okay. the Mitten State, Midwest. Midwest. What's your weather today? Um, gorgeous. It is sunny. There's not a cloud in the sky, and it's like 55 degrees. So oh. I'm like, the happy sun. Sun gives me life, and so I woke up today, and I was like, this is the best day on the best day of so far.
0: Oh, see? Sun for me. I'm as soon as I saw it this morning, I dropped what I was doing and took my dog up for an hour because I just knew the sun was like a, Oh yeah, great that I saw it.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I do that. Every time the sun comes out, I take my dog. I'm like, let's go. We're going. Let's go.
0: I love <laughs> watching videos of your dog. What's your dog's name? Roxy. She's the,
1: Oh, she's... Do you see? Yeah. yeah. She's barking <laughs> for you. <laughs> she's
0: did you she's call mom? me mom? <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Are you a reader? I am a reader. Yes. Can you share with us a book that was impactful for you? Mm, the, the
1: most impactful book I've ever read is The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. Um, so impactful that I actually read it January of every year. It's really, oh yeah. and I, Oh, I always go back to it. And also in the book, there's like principle, like wealth principles is what he calls them. And part of my morning routine, if I'm ever feeling um, like my, just my mindset is just lagging a little bit, I always pick it up and I just flip open to one principle and then I just read the whole principle. It's because the principle, the books, the book is all about like your mindset around money, but it's really your mindset in general. And so I, I can use, I can take, those topics and relate them to anything so it's a book that's
0: constantly in my life awesome 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 you know what i actually have a doubt from my bookshelf on my desk to read again so you yeah mean me that's that's perfect thank you <laughs> i love it you're awesome you, do you have a favorite quote or a quote that is like your mantra or grounding for you you know, I never
1: thought about this until a few days ago when I was cleaning out my office. When I was a teenager, I printed out a, a picture that said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I always had that. Like it, it came to college with me. It came, you know, to when I moved back in with my parents to like moved in with my best friend. And I just found the picture in my office and I put it back up because if I honestly think about what I'm doing, that's, Actually, it so it looks like teenage Jan actually knew what she was talking about.
0: No, she did know what she was talking about. I'm only laughing. The rest of you can't see this. You don't know what my mantra bracelet says. It's be the change. Is that. it really? It says be the change. I'm dead oh serious God. because that when I get stuck, which happens to all of us, when I get stuck, God, yeah. it's like what which do i like what do i want to see what do i want to see so be that change like be that person in the world and step up and do it so that's that is my actual go-to mantra regularly oh my gosh yeah i love it I know, right so cool. i know um do you have and i know you have many of them but do you have a mentor who has made an impact in your life Oh, God.
1: So many. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's you It's okay. Um, my first business coach, Tony Steffen. he helped me build, a, he helped me from the ground up with my business. Uh, Jess Glazer, who we both share, yes. Chris Harder, and Lori Harder. Those are my current mentors. They're just, awesome. yeah, I always am looking for, when, I'm always looking for a new mentor. I feel like we always, 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 always should be on a path of growth. And so I always look for which mentor can help me with that.
0: Then that's awesome. I love that you said this and I want to ask this now as this little bit of a side, how do you decide what mentors write for you at the mm. right time? Because there's no shortage of things available right now no. with lots of stuff out <laughs> online.
1: Yeah, I always, you know, it's, it's actually kind of how I read a book. To be honest with you, I, I think we can be so overwhelmed with information, books, podcasts, mentors, and I just always sit there and I ask myself, like, what is the view that I have in the next six months to a in my life, in my business. And then I ask like, what do I really need? And sometimes it's strategy and sometimes it's mindset and sometimes it's self-love and sometimes it's, um, you know, something that's going to really scare me. Like, and I, so I ask myself that. And then I, I just, I kind of ask like, who has that and find it. And then I, I typically just do my own research and I'll usually jump on the call with them. And then I always listen to my gut. I always say that, but like my intuition and my gut is something that I trust wholeheartedly. And so I just always, every time I invest in a mentor or if I go to an event or whatever it is, I always just sit there and I'm like, what not what does my ego want, but like, what is my gut that I want? And will this person help me get there? But I always ask myself too, is would I trade places with this person? And if the answer is, eh, maybe, then I don't do that. I've, I've been, you know, shiny object syndrome. There's been a lot of people who've come in my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the amount of money that they have, or look at the business that they have. And then I stop and I'm like, what I want their relationship, what I want their family? Would I want their lifestyle? And if the answer is uh, maybe or no, then, then I don't want to work with that person. So those are kind of the processes that I go through in my head.
0: I think that that's a, I really appreciate that insight. And I love what you said, because I usually find that if I ask myself a question, if there's a pause yeah. and I'm like, and eh, I'm like, nope, there's the answer. Like there's the, yeah. answer. it's just the pause is like, if it's not a hell yes, the the answer yes. is like not right now. And it's not a judgment. It's just not right now. It's not the right fit.
1: So true. And I love this self, um, like the self-respect and just like the self-worth and like the confidence and just knowing, nope, that's it. Because there's mm. um, there's a lot of things out there that like they do want like kind of throw glitter and confetti at you and you're like, Are, is this really true? And that's why you have to just ask, always tune in and ask yourself like, what is what do I really think or what does my gut really say right now? see
0: and i love look okay, at we can go on this conversation i love how you said this in the sense that there has to be an alignment so if you're not a glitter shiny person and i don't get that impression from you no i'm just it's certainly not right like i just saying, i don't get that impression at all. I hated glitter you're not, as a child. Right? then then why like why are you going to go follow something that is the complete opposite of who you are if that's not yeah. doesn't resonate with you
1: absolutely and especially in business you know like you as entrepreneurs you can make money doing anything seriously anything anything you want in the world you can sell post-its or you can sell a coaching service you can make money and so asking yourself like is that that the way that I really want to generate income and is that the impact that I really want to make in this world Mm -hmm. Um, it's Mm -hmm. so important to ask tune in and ask yourself those things because like you said, Marcia, there's not a shortage of coaches or mentors. None. So make sure that you find the ones that really take you to that next level that you want to be at, like mm. the next level, not like step 20 because we can't skip steps. Just like the next level, the next couple levels, and then invest in that person and that service.
0: I love it. I love it. Some great, great advice there on mentors. I love that. Oh, yeah. so this segues. What lights you up the most? <laughs> Oh, besides the sunshine, mm-hmm. I
1: would say, you know, I'm a helper. Like, I really am a helper. Like, I'm a, I'm a caregiver. I was a teacher for eight years. Like, I love helping. So that definitely lights me up, but I strongly believe I can't – that can't light me up if I don't integrate the things in my life that actually, like, light my soul on fire, which is being outside and playing and just, like, having fun and laughing. Like, I always – I try to bring as much play and fun into my life as possible because I, I always, when I talk to entrepreneurs or when I'm speaking, I always ask, what's the point of doing anything that we're doing if we're not having so much fun when we do it? Like, what's the point of doing all of this if, if our lives aren't lit up all the time? So I would just say like play and having fun and laughing, running around. I don't mean running, like put on your running shoes. I mean like chasing your dog across the park, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. running, like just like physically moving your body and just like, you know being outside, those are the things that like really like fill my soul up. So that
0: is such a beautiful thing. And I want to ask ask this in light right now where we are on week two of isolation dealing Mm -hmm. with the virus. How do you, if somebody says to you, Great, that sounds awesome, but like what, so how do you light yourself up and keep yourself going when we're in different situations like this? I think we can relate and understand, but what if somebody asks you that question?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always, okay. So first things first, we are not the, we're not the victims of what's going on right now. Like we can truly take this time and choose to do anything with it. I was just had a call with a client of mine and she's like, you know, was freaking out about where, where life was going and what if, what if, what if, and I I was like, what if it not, none of, what if none of it happens? Like, what if it, what if it none of it happens? You know, like, so first thing is I always look at my mind is like, Am I am I trying to control the uncontrollable? And if the answer is yeah, actually you are, then I just let that go. Um, and I. I- right now in quarantine, like we're finding ways now that make us happier than ever before. I seriously told my husband, I'm like, I literally feel like I'm thriving right now. Like, this is great. Like, Marcia, you and I were just saying this, like, I'm, I'm busier now than ever before because I have more people to help and more, more light to bring into this world. Um, And so right now I would, I would honestly just say like, what does make you happy? And if you can't do that in its full extent, like if you cannot go out with your friends at happy hour. How can you bring that? Like we had a virtual happy hour with friends on Saturday. So much fun, like so much fun. We go on walks two, three times a day together, my husband and I and our dog, like we're spending time in the park. We're calling, I'm FaceTiming my nephew. You know, like I'm, I'm actually taking this time to read different books that I wouldn't read. We're watching different shows and different movies. So, you know, the way that we are always in control of filling our own cup up and like bringing that light into our lives. And the question just honestly is like, are you doing everything to make this day today better than it was yesterday? Like, are you doing everything to fill yourself up today? Cause we can't control what the next two, three, four weeks bring. Like it's so far out of our control Like I could get, I could get coronavirus in the next two, three, four weeks. Like, I mean, I hope I wouldn't because I'm at home. So I really am isolating, but like it could happen. It could not happen. Like, I'm not going to sit here and worry about anything. I'm just going to ask myself, how can I make today absolutely amazing? And that's just the question that I get to answer for myself every day.
0: See, and I thank you so much for sharing that. I think that there's such a goal in that. In when we're dealing and speaking with other people who have done a lot of personal development, I, that's a buzzword, but who have done the work is realizing that we really don't have control over anything but ourselves. So whatever oh God, we yeah. choose to put out into the world or how we choose to show up is what's going to dictate where things are at. I woke up this morning, I shared it on a video, but I woke up this morning in this lull of just like, okay, what is happening? Where do I go next? I'm like, okay, enough, Marcia, enough. But it becomes then about what is the one, what's the, what's the next thing I need? What do I need next? Mm-hmm. And it's almost always movement, air, all those things. And so if you start to really ask those questions, you get in tune with what you need. But if you're looking externally for a validation that everything is going to be okay constantly as the only way, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't get like this very calm validation if I'm going to sit and watch news all day.
1: Oh oh it's we're actually not even allowed to put the news on in our house. We don't even have cable so it's really hard to watch the news but Netflix has the news now like what is that? You
0: did really? I didn't oh, know. They that. have
1: like a CNN channel and I like I'm like no nope no no not for us. Um you know it's we cannot control all of that but we can control what we consume consume and we can control our mindset and that's like the biggest thing right now is like I, I was telling my I have my signature group program and I was on our call last night and I told them, I'm like, you know what I just thought of? Why don't I put my rollerblades on and go rollerblading? Like I love rollerblading. Like yes, I'm the weird 30 year old in the neighborhood that's rollerblading. I don't care. Like it lights me up. It like it I I go back to my teenage years when I would just rollerblade with my friends all the time. Like, why am I not doing that right now? So what did I do this morning? I went outside or I went in the garage and like my husband, you know I don't know about you, but like my husband constantly reorganizes the garage like every week. And I'm like, Oh, that, that helps. That for sure. <laughs> I don't know where my things are is what I'm telling you. And I, I'm like, where are my rollerblades? He got them out. And I'm like, awesome. I can't wait. Five 30. My work day is done today. And I'm rollerblading around the neighborhood by myself. I don't even care. Roxy, the oh. dog, she'll be fine. But like things like that, like I can control that, like that, that, that makes me happy right now. Like, and I also can control that my husband and i are doing what we can to stay safe and health, healthy and that's just it you know mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. it and I think that being in the, I i told my husband this, um, being in the self-development space and doing our own growth, like we are really lucky that we have this foundation to stand on right now because this isn't affecting me. It's not, it's, if anything, it's actually making me happy because I'm spent, my husband was just traveling on and off for about five months all through the winter. And oh, I'm wow. so freaking excited that we're spending time together at home. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't need to see my parents for a month. Like, this is great. I'm loving this. <laughs> So it's just, you know, it's all about your perspective. We have the ability to reframe anything, especially oh, wow. this current situation.
0: Yeah, that's such a, such a great mindset. And I'm so, like, I just love seeing more and hearing more people who think the same way. Yeah. I, was it always like this? Did no. You- <laughs> didn't even get the question out of my mouth (laughs) so I went let's take us back take us back to a time where you if you can look back and think like did I can't even believe I think like this now compared to where I what where you were before oh yeah so um I mean,
1: I could go back to like birth if we really wanted to, but we're not going to go back that far. Um, you know, when I was super quick background, when I was five years old, um, my parents had a stat, my brother and I died and said, we're getting a divorce. No clue what that word meant. Like Back into, what was this, 90, 94, like divorces mm-hmm. weren't really a huge thing back then. Yeah. So no clue what that meant. All I knew was that my mom and my dad were clearly, from my eyes, very upset and like not happy, and I realized very quickly soon after that. That like any time I was really sad, that they were even more sad. And so, from a young age, you know, young Jen, I decided that I was just going to numb all of my emotions and just be the happy one. Like, like no. Just, just be the happy one and that led to a lot of um, self worth issues that led to um, me just trying to make everyone happy but just ignoring myself uh, it led to you know in sixth grade when a boy called me fat you know because we I think women we all have that time where like one person like set a, all of you know, us trigger yeah of like oh yeah. I'm fat great now I get to deal with that um, which I realize now looking back that that was a time that I think my self worth was then also very tied up in my physical body mm-hmm. and that you know, take me through my teenage years of a divorced family of two parents being alcoholics. One has recovered. One has been sober for about 11 years and one doesn't, doesn't believe that that exists in life. Um, and so, you know, when I really look back at all of that, it, it was the cause of my eating disorder all through college, you know, like you just numb your emotions and you try to just always be, smart enough like I just I never thought I was smart enough pretty enough you know skinny enough whatever it was I just never felt like I was enough Mm -hmm. um so that sent me into a major drinking spree in college I mean in college I drank more than I was sober and I I got great grades I was you know did the the whole school thing really well but I just always felt like I was empty you know I dated a guy for six years felt like I wasn't good enough I was empty um in it battling an eating disorder on, you know, for about six and a half years of just always just being like, okay, tomorrow's going to be better. I'm not going to eat the carbs tomorrow. I'm not going to binge tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be better. And just always thinking that I was the problem, like that I didn't have enough willpower. I didn't have enough strength. I didn't have enough of anything that I needed to have. And um, that was really until, that was my story. All of that was my story until about... In 2013, I found CrossFit, and I realized that I CrossFit is actually what stopped my eating disorder. I'm not telling anyone who has an eating disorder to go to CrossFit. I don't think that's a good idea, but mm-hmm. CrossFit showed me that I would, that strength was not the way that I defined it. Like, strength was overcoming anything that I could, which was really cool, and then I um, started my master's degree in 2014, and my master's degree in leadership was really what kick-started my self-development, and then... Um, so really like 2013 is when all of those stories that I just said really started to shift and turn around. And so it's been a lot of, it's been about seven years, if I think about it, of a lot of internal work that's gotten me to this, this version of myself right now. And I know I'm never done, like we're always learning and growing and I'm oh, excited to sure. see what it looks like. For seven years. Oh, for
0: sure. I absolutely, I mean, that's there's so many parts there that I could dive into. I just want to touch on the point because I just love that he said this. I mean, I started CrossFit two and a half years ago. My husband is a master's competitor. In- oh my God, I didn't know this. Yeah, I have to share a picture with okay. you. Yeah, he's like, like he's in that he's turning 50 this year, and he oh my is, God. and think so. The cutoff for the um, open is the top 200 yeah. for master's, and I think he was like 230. Oh my gosh. Something last glass cool. open. So my, I'm totally not about Brad, but we still love you. But it's the... <laughs> <laughs> For me, when I finally joined it, it was this community of like strong is good. Like strong is strong. Mm. Good. Strong is not like what size you are. What... I have been told my whole life how big my legs are, how big mm. my... And I I always joke and I'm like, they just carry me through life because they yeah. knew they had to be anchors. Like they just had to be anchors. Yeah. But it was just a community where there were so many different sizes of what you would consider. Um, And I just really liked the whole... I mean, and then I just see some women I just so admire how strong
1: they looked oh god yeah yeah
0: <laughs> one and I think the one like
1: one aspect of CrossFit that you just said that I didn't even realize was that like you wouldn't be able to do it without the community You know, like I can't push myself right now without my community to the
0: oh, not to that same level. Oh,
1: I'm just like going through the motions every day now. (laughs) I'm like, I walked
0: outside once. (laughs) We just did the uh, the century club workout yesterday. Yeah, Lord, with all the squats and the burpees. And I'm thinking, okay, so I'm pretty good with my time. Would my time have been better around like if I had like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, and there's a whole point about there's another whole thing about community and surrounding yourself yeah. with people who will lift you and lift you and push you a little bit more, right?
1: Oh yeah, Gadia, yeah. it's I I think so many things like CrossFit truly saved my life in so many ways, and st- it started my life in so many ways. Yeah. Um, it's it's just. It showed me that strength was, like, I I think CrossFit was the first time that I actually set a goal mm-hmm. and reached it and overcame adversity. Like, I think that was the first time ever in my life that something was really, really hard and I wanted to give up, but I didn't because, you know, you, like, if you if all your friends show up at five in the morning, you have to, you can't be the one person that sleeps in, right? Oh, like, no. you just got to get up and you got to go and you got to just put a smile on. And it, I really started to kind of find a thing, even in my own personal leadership there, like, like you know, like people would be like, "I come to class for you." Like, thank you so much for pushing me. And I'm like, "Me? I didn't." Know. You know, like, it just it teaches you so much about yourself on so many different levels. And that's really like that's that's where it all started. Mm-hmm.
0: I can. I just want to jump in there because I could so relate to exactly what you were saying. So you've gone through this journey, and then you were you went to master's leadership, is what you were. Oh, God. it. Yeah. So I was I was a teacher for eight years. I was an elementary teacher. Uh, was
1: great. Uh, oh, god, all of them. All so. Of them. I, A4 building, I was a kindergarten teacher, a special ed resource room teacher. So I taught students with learning disabilities in reading well, and writing and math, but a lot of reading. And then I did that for four years. And then I left that position to become an interventionist. So my job was then to prevent students from making it into special education. So for six years of my career, I worked with like the hardest to learn kids ever in a school. Really? And oh, then oh, I ended yeah, oh, really? I loved it. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved it because a lot of teachers would look at them and be like, they can't do it. They can't learn. They can't read. They can't do it. They're in their, their attention. They need medicine. And I'm like, oh, watch this. Like, you know, teaching, I'm still a teacher, right? I'm very much still a teacher. Um, It's, it's, you I I had at the end of my, my email chain from the day that I got hired to the day that I left. the, The little quote at the bottom was like, to make a connection with the mind, you must first make a connection with the heart. And it was something that I just lived and died by. Like, I was in a very affluent area, one of the best school districts in Michigan. And you know, the, the, the clientele, if you will, the community was very high education, you know, both parents were usually working very great jobs, you know, very affluent area. And you would get the kid whose, you know, dad was on night shift or the kid who's had one family or the kid who were they were living in the apartments and they didn't fit into the community and they didn't fit into the learning style. Um, and when I say learning style, I mean, they didn't just sit there and stop talking and just listen and just do what they were told. And so I, a lot of what I did in my career actually was working with teachers to be like, okay, so no, 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 they can. And here's how you need to shift your Mm -hmm. teaching now to make sure that you match it to the child. So it was like, I, I loved, I loved it. It was so challenging, but so fun. Um, I mean, there were plenty of days that were really hard, but, like, I loved every second of it. And then I ended my career as a first-grade teacher. Uh, I knew I was leaving, and then a teacher actually resigned about midway through the year. My principal was like, will you please step in that classroom? I'm like, yeah, sure, of course I will, whatever. Love first grade. So, yeah, I jumped in a classroom. So, I did – I did. I literally everything. I taught everything.
0: (laughs) It sounds like it. And I just, I mean, so when I think of some of the different ages and categories and the things you had to work with there, the skill set that you learned, obviously you're still doing now. And Mm -hmm. so how did we get from there to here? How did you make that leap?
1: So I've always wanted to make a huge impact in the world. In 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 college, I um I told my dad, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I need to be a teacher. I actually think I need to be a principal because the principals make more impact because they actually can impact all the teachers who impact the kids. So I, I you know, I got hired. this is this this was me as a teacher. I was like, wait a second. I mind you during that time that that thought process went on, I was in the middle of an eating disorder and being like, I'm not good enough, I'm not skinny enough. So like a lot going on in that brain. Um, So I taught for a year, wanted to get a year under my belt and then I applied for my master's degree and I got a master's degree in leadership and administration. Mm -hmm. And immediately I graduated and uh, a summer went by and then I started my ed specialist degree. So ed specialist degree is pretty much the doctoral level degree in education. I just didn't get my doctorates. (laughs) And so I did that in in teacher, in leadership and organizational leadership. And so I was working my way up the educational ladder. I ran every professional development for our school. I was working in teacher's classrooms, like doing it all with my, I love my, my old boss still love him, still talk to him all the time. He would leave for the day or he would go on vacation or be out of the building and I would be the one in charge. Like I was, I was doing his job. I actually one day walked into his office and I was like, when do they start giving giving me your paycheck. Cause like, this is, this is a little backwards buddy. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's working out great for you. So, um, you know, I was doing it. I was doing the whole, pretty much doing the principal thing. I was actually, when I started my business, I was interviewing, I was like runner up in a couple districts wow. and interviewing my principal and I was super close and I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I was also doing CrossFit. Went through my whole, you know, journey, recovered from my eating disorder, had some great coaches, had some really bad coaches, and a lot of women were coming up to me at the gym and just being like, hey, can you help me? I can't lose weight. How did you do this? Like, how are you making progress? Um, you know, how are you, how are you doing what you're doing? And then one, and I would just help them because that was just me. I just sit and help them. And then one day a woman came up to me and she told me that she was trying to avoid carbs and that she would binge on them every night to the point where she wanted to throw up. And a couple times she had. Marsha, I didn't even know this girl's name. I couldn't tell you her name she because just, she moved. She literally just came up to me and was like, I have a question. This is really weird. And I was like, oh. so I, I helped her. I sat with her for like an hour. I got in the car and I like lost it on my husband. I was like, Pat, everyone needs help. This woman can't lose weight. This woman is like, has an eating disorder that she just told me about. And like, why is nobody helping? Like, why is nobody helping them? And he just like so calm. He's like the grounding one in this relationship. And he looked at me and he's like, well, maybe that's your job. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't fall asleep that night. My head was just spinning. I didn't
0: open up a, a possibility, right? The words oh my, open up this possibility of, oh wait, yeah. wait, maybe this is my job.
1: Yeah. And I, I had nutrition coaches, so I knew it was a thing. But the word entrepreneur, I actually met a friend a year later and she told me she was an entrepreneur. And I was like, what does that mean? I didn't, I didn't even know it existed. I was like, I go, oh, that's cool. What is that? And she's like, what's what? I'm an entrepreneur. She's like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "No clue. <laughs> no, no idea what that is." Um, cuz for a while I was just taking on I was just helping people. I got certified. I was just taking on people. I'm like, "Yeah, I can help you. I can help you." wasn't really marketing myself at all. And um then she opened up my world, like my eyes into entrepreneurship and I hired a business coach, the first business coach I ever hired, and I grew my business and I left my my business. I left my job as a teacher back in June of 2019 and I i am here I am I'm a full-time entrepreneur and now I'm doing I have a lot of different hats that I wear but I it's I took the teaching to a whole new level that I didn't even know existed
0: well you you can reach now right your reach just becomes so much more mm-hmm. um from the point of leaving so June 2019 in, isn't that long ago really? oh no not right. even a year <laughs> right I mean yeah. think of what what has your business done in a year as mm-hmm. far as how many more people you can reach and what you can do. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I've, I've been blown away.
1: So not only can I work with more people cause I have more time. Um, I've created a new program, which is like my signature program now. So I've been able to really take the number of people that I can help and, you know, Multiply it because of that program. I also started doing business mentoring um, for friends, of course. Isn't this just now the story of my life? I start doing it for people. They ask me for help. I do it. So I've helped a lot of friends grow um, really like six figure and beyond businesses, which has been wild. And they're like, "How are you so good at this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm a teacher. What do you mean? How am I good at this? I'm not. Like, what? This is just my thing." So I'm I'm starting that. I'm starting a new leg of my business. And then I also got in. I'm into public speaking now, where I'm you know speaking at events and on people's stages. Just all about stepping into your power and completely transforming your life. So it's it's allowed me to help. Um, I, I just yeah. When I look at the impact I'm making, it's just it blows me away. And also, I know my husband makes sure he tells me this all the time. He's like, you didn't just impact that woman; you impacted her husband and her daughter yeah. and her family and her sister and her friends. She's like, that impact is is far beyond than what I can see.
0: And I think this is where the ripple, like I. A ripple effect can be an overused term but when you really stop to look at like what that one person changing her thinking and her life changes how she shows up in her life which yeah. changes her relationships with those around her immediately which changes possibly what she can step into as well yeah. so it's really you're giving so many other women permission to mm-hmm. step into more of who that they can be so i think that that's absolutely beautiful i totally think that ripple is huge Oh gosh. You know, you are so your ETA, what does that stand for? Your Empowered code. to Thrive Accelerator is what it's called. Empowered to Thrive Accelerator. What kinds mm-hmm. of things do you cover in that? Because it sounds me. I love the title. <laughs> love the title. You're like, cool, sign me up. Do I need that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> 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 don't play this shiny object syndrome right now, Marsha. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, so my my signature program, is a 12-week program where we really I help women conquer weight loss because for goodness sake, so many of us have been struggling with that for years. Mm -hmm. Uncover their confidence because I strongly believe that we all have, we all have seen glimpses of our like true confidence throughout our lives. And it's there. You just have to uncover it. Like it's not something that you acquire. It's in there. You just have to uncover it and then like live into it. And then last thing is step into their power. I strongly believe when you can do those two things, like you can completely step into your power. And I know like I, I believe, and I know that you do too, Marsha, that every woman has so much power in them. I think men do too. I don't know if men listen to this, but like I work with a lot of men in the business aspect. I think every human has so much power and we are put on this planet To step into that power because when we can step into that power like that's when the world changes and that's when your world changes and so my program is we there's seven different pillars all the way from understanding food your body and then weight loss that's like the whole weight loss side there's a crazy mindset piece where we're like really breaking into like overcoming your past conditioning and your past stories and stepping into that woman that you're meant to be and then there's the whole habit lifestyle routine self-care side of things so I kind of take and any anything and I, I anything that has to do with a weight loss journey or a transformation journey, I've put it all into one accelerated program, and that is my ETA
0: program. That's so awesome! And you just—I yeah. know you've been taking a group, a group through right now, right? Are they almost done? Yeah, done? Yeah. yeah, We're on week, we're on
1: week like eight, but I extended it because just given the COVID, um, a couple of weeks have <clears> just been like, all right, how are we all doing? And last night, I, I like. I cry a lot. Whenever whenever people make progress, I just cry. I'm so happy for them, which is funny because I've my emotions for about 26 years of my life. But um, I was last night we were eating dinner and I was just sitting there crying. And I was like, Pat, I was expecting to get on my call and just have to like put out fires in all these women's lives. And instead, all of them are just like, we're doing great. <laughs> like, that is so great. That's wonderful. It's because we've done a lot of work before this. So, but yeah, so we're in week eight slash seven right now. And will be done uh this round will be done at the like really mid mid April
0: nice you are you you say that as though it's i mean I think that because you're leading them well, this is part of what they're learning as they go through too right mm-hmm. so yeah just a little bit of a patent back because I'm pretty sure the ownership like yeah. how <laughs> led them has helped them right it's a it's and this is the That's whole true. thing well, but you've said it before we even started recording is that you can still thrive Like you can still thrive during this time. People think you
1: can't, but you can. Oh God, yeah. It's so, we so can. Mm -hmm. You're so, I mean, from any angle, right? Like from any angle of your life, you can still completely thrive if that's the choice that you choose to make. It always comes down to the choice that you choose.
0: It is, it is. I had, um, my my group is like week five, I think we had said. Yeah. And um, I just had somebody join last week out of nowhere. And mm. I, I didn't know like a they I wasn't selling, I wasn't doing it. She's like, I really, really want into this round if I can help because I really want. And in one day she sent a message. She's like, okay, I finished all first four weeks. Now I'm ready to go. Oh like, so when people are ready, like they will just be there and it would be very easy to go. Hey, eh, well, obviously this is a recession. We're not going to be able to do anything, but that's a choice.
1: So true. It's you know it's, and you look at everything that's come out of the past recessions, and it's like, holy cow! Like I think Lewis House put something on his Instagram it's of like, I loved it. Yeah, like like Uber, Airbnb, Stripe, like all of these things came out of the last recession, and I, I strongly believe too. Like like recession is just like. Who says it's a recession, right? Because truly, if we look at our finances right now, we're in a great place. Like, we're in a wonderful place, right? Like, and also too, like, if we weren't in a great place, we can live on a fraction of what we make right now. You know, like, and at the end of the day, because we... We are choosing how we want to live our lives and we are choosing, you know, like how we want to show up regardless of what our bank account says, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as we have money for the things that we absolutely need money for, then we're fine. Like we're fine. The other stuff was a bonus. Like, cool. I got to go shopping two months ago. Like, great. Did I need it? No. You know, like, do we need everything that we think we need? No, we're fine. We're absolutely fine. And the economy goes up higher than it ever did before after a recession. So it's not anything to worry about.
0: Perspective is so huge. It's so huge. You spoke about earlier um, how strong your intuition was, and how right, and how that made such a big factor. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about how how much your intuition played a factor in all areas of your life. So mm-hmm. where was the turning point where you went? You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this full time. This is something mm-hmm. where was that a clear message or a plan, or how did that play out?
1: Yeah, no, it was not a plan. No, my plan, my type A plan was to be a principal Um, by the time I was 30. So here I am 30 and I'm not employed by a school system. So it was not my plan. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I hired my business coach in November of 2018, Mm -hmm. really, yeah, November 2018. I had just started. I just started my last school year, actually, and I didn't know it at the time. And I hired him because I I told my husband, I'm going to like, if I'm going to hire a coach, that means I'm going all in on this. Like I'm not putting, I'm not putting one foot here. I'm not putting one foot here. Like I'm going all in. I'm going to give this my all. And how I got there was that I went to my first ever live event, which was Angie Lee. I don't know if you follow Mm -hmm. Angie Lee. It was her yeah. first ever pace to be brave event. And I sat there next to one of my best friends and I looked at her like and I like after the first day and I just like looked at her like like so confused look like, on my face. And she's like, What's wrong? I'm like, These people on stage? She's like, well, Yes. It's <laughs> like they're they're not really different than us. Mm. And she like, she's like, Well, I, yeah, I guess you're right and i realized that the people who were on the stage that air quotes made it you know they had their million dollar business they had the the speaking gig whatever it was they were just a human And they had just been in entrepreneurship for like seven years and they didn't give up despite a recession. They didn't give up despite difficult times. They didn't give up despite their friends, you know, talking about them behind their back. Like they just took the leap and did it and they didn't let fear hold them back. And when I realized that, that's when I was like, okay, here we go. And I I, I told my husband, I was like, this is my last school year. And he's like, okay, babe, like whatever you think, I'm like dead serious last school year. And mind you, a year prior to that, I was interviewing to become a principal, like to go from there to there. So it it was, I had a monetary goal in my head. I was like, here, I need to be making this much a month to feel Mm -hmm. like just financially, like I'm, I'm okay right now. And so I just worked hard to get that. And of course my monetary goal, I actually like more than doubled it because I was just like going and just putting myself out there. And I, I actually like built a six figure business while I was working full time like, because I just was like, no, go, 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 go. Like, you know, you're doing this, like just take the leap and go. And so I was showing up at work and I was like putting my all into those kids. Cause I, I, st- mm-hmm. I still go back and well, I can't visit right now because everything's closed, but I went back to yes. visit actually right before everything happened. I still talk to my old staff and my old principal. Like I still, I bring the secretary's coffee once a month because I'm just like, hi guys, I'm just here. Hi. Like I, like I still love them so much. So I was, when I was there, I was a hundred percent on the kids, but when I left, it was go time. I was like, yep. All right, let's go. CEO hats on and let's go. So it was Uh very much a, um, when I made the decision, I wasn't like, well, maybe I'll do one more school year or maybe I'll, I'm like, no, you are, you made this decision for yourself. You want to live this life. You know that you're meant to live this life. So then go for it. And so honestly, the decision came down to me, looking at people, hearing their stories and being like, what? I can do that. Like, this is great. I've got a story like that. And it was exciting and it's it's been exciting. And what's wild is that some of the women that were on that stage are actually my
0: friends and my mentors right now. Oh, see, again, as you say, they really don't have anything different from you. Like, you start to see people on that level to see what's possible and to see that, yeah, I can achieve those things too. And it's just, I think that that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So now you're jumping, not jumping into it because you've already been doing it because you've been building business mentorship like taking that one step further.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, people came to me all the time and were like, how did you do this? How did you build it? What's the deal? How are you doing so well with this? And I just started helping. Like I've, you know, I've got four friends that I talk to every other week. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I've had friends come over and I get on my whiteboard and we break down their business. And, um, I got to a point where I was like, well, number one, I am really good. Like truly like, I will always, I will all, I always know my strengths and my weaknesses and I will always own them. And I think everyone listening, like your strengths, like you wear them like a flag, like you put them out there because like, those are your strengths. Like that's what you yeah. need to be doing. And so I realized I was really good at it and I, started I also it's not a coincidence thank you universe nine of my clients who used to be my one-on-one nutrition clients actually started a business their transformations were so amazing because of all of the work that we did like the multi-faceted work mm-hmm. that they became nutrition coaches and so I've been helping all them build the business and I just I realized I'm like you know what? It's constantly being asked of me. It's constantly there. I love it. It lights me up. And so why am I not doing it? And so I'm starting to do that here in about a month. In about four
0: weeks, I'll be launching what I'm going to be doing. That's awesome. I think you said something that's really powerful for everybody, especially um, as you're in this time where it feels Mm. like there's uncertainty or you could focus and latch onto the uncertainty is what questions do people ask you all the time? Mm. Like what questions if you're thinking, well, I mean, I'd love to have a business, but I don't really know what that is. What do people ask you? Like, what are you an expert of? What are you like? What do you know? Like, you know, like, you know, like when I talk about sharing stories, I would say you have to stick to like, you can't just be a coach. You have to be a coach of something you've lived. You have to be a coach of something you've done. I'm so tired of people trying to just step into something that is just not authentic and it shows. It's, so yeah. you have like it's, you look at your journey and what you've done. You've really just like, you just take those lessons and so come in soak so come in and you teach on them and you teach on them. So it's been a very natural progression, but what do people ask you? So if you're listening to this and you think, I don't know if I can do this, like what we all get asked questions mm-hmm. and nudges, by the universe, that all of a sudden we can either listen to them or not. Yeah. And right. And have
1: oh, yeah. you done that? Yeah. I'm always, I always listen. If I hear it more than three times, I'm like, okay, universe, I got it. I don't need you to just throw this in my face. I hear you. I've got this. <laughs> um So I guess probably top questions are they, everyone always asks, like, how'd you do it? Right. Like, how did, you, how'd you do it? And so I, I, I honestly just say like, you just, you just continuously show up. Like that's it. That's one. Um, I got crystal clear on who I wanted to help because that is so, so, so important. If we, if you want to start a business, like who do you actually want to help? Like who is that one group of people that you want to help? And that's something I get really clear on. Um, in my, like, as I've helped people, I've realized that there's really three, I guess, areas or categories that people all. Always struggle with the first one is like who they are as a leader. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people like what are what are your values and what type of life do you want to live and what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and like what do you really, what are you, what are those skills that you really like to use and that you want to show up as? Because if you if you create a business and you're not aligned with those things, then you're you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. The second thing is money. A lot of people struggle to. With their money mindset and their relationship with money. So a lot of people go into entrepreneurship being like, Oh my God, this is going to solve all my problems. It'll get me out of debt. I can build a six figure business and I'm going to be great. And if you don't have a strong relationship with money or strong money management systems, um, or a, like a really just like understanding your worth, like unapologetically, then business isn't going to work. And the last one is like the skills and the strategies and like the systems. So like people get really caught up into, well, how many times a day do? I need to post on social media. Like what's the best time? Like what's the algorithm? And it's like, no, 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 no. Are you providing value? That's just it. Are you providing value? Yes or no. So those are kind of like the three big categories that I would help, that I help people through. So, I mean, really the biggest first question is like, what do you want to do and what do you want to create and who do you want to help? and once you can answer that guess what you have a business
0: <laughs> see and how like how powerful is that for anybody who is listening to this right now it is it is possible, but mm-hmm. staying in that, that real, I call it wheelhouse a lot, is what I use for my, yeah. Staying in that wheelhouse, like that's what you own. That's what you're mm-hmm. good at. That's where people come to you. That's where your skill set is. And a lot of times I believe that skill set comes from all of the stories that you've lived and all the lessons that you've learned. Oh, that yeah. Made you the powerhouse that you are.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you get to use those stories. Like I know, you, I think we said this before we recorded, is that those stories are then like, it, it's your foundation. It's what you stand on. It's what you get really? to use. That's where your power is. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a great teacher of teaching people how to completely take control of their money mindset and like their business finances. If I didn't, if I wasn't in debt for my entire life, like that, right. that wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be there. Wouldn't be there. So yeah. absolutely. Like I, use, use that story, use that power because nobody has that. Like, that's what makes you so unique. And I know so many entrepreneurs who are like, I don't have a story. Like I don't have one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, do.
0: Yes. I didn't did. think I had yeah, one I either. Do. Guess what? I do. Like I do. You do. I, and it's, and don't ever judge your story and think, well, mine isn't as bad as hers or mine is. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's ridiculous. I hate when people do that, but it's a case of just really like, I mean, we do have stories. We have stories. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. make us who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know too. If we can, people can find it. Where can they connect with you? Where can they reach you? Where's the best places you hang out? You have great stories. You have let. I love the. I love Roxy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm such a dog. I just love dogs. Yeah, that's me. <laughs>
1: Um I told my husband that the other day that it's a problem because there's like a couple dogs in the neighborhood that Roxy loves to play with and I don't know the owners names. Like I couldn't tell you them if you asked me. I wouldn't be I just know the dogs. I'm like yeah, it's, it's Kaisa and it's Brody and I'm like I don't know their owner's names. Couldn't even tell you. No, I don't even think I've ever heard them. No clue. So I hear you on that one. Roxy, my dog, is always on my stories. She's my assistant, my CEO, my everything. So she's with me all the time. Um, but yeah, I mostly hang out. I mean, Instagram is the best place to find me. I'm on my, I truly, I'm my Instagram. I'm on my stories often providing entertainment and and value. Um, I'm, I'm there all the time, I am also like you know I'm obviously in my email, but like not nearly as much as Instagram. And I will tell you, I message anyone who messages me. I'm sure you're the same, Marsha. Like I message them back. I love having conversations. I strongly believe that social media, like we're we're kind of. I think we've been like on this downward, like fading away from the fact that it's actually social and it's actually a way to connect. And we're just kind of as a way to just like consume stuff that doesn't add to our lives. And so I strongly believe in the power that like social media, it's social connection. So use it, like message me. I will always, I love meeting new people, love talking to new people. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. I have two questions for you that I um, ask everyone. Love what that. impact do you want to leave in this world? Ooh, what impact Ooh. You have in this world. What does that mean to you? Ooh, impact is one of my words.
1: I love that. One of my words. Yeah, <laughs> love it. What impact do I want to leave in this world? Honestly, I want like every single woman. I mean, and man. Let's be honest. I love I love working with men too, but let's just say women. I want every woman to like completely to to completely believe in their own power and just to know that they can accomplish anything and they can live any life that they want to live. Um like yeah, that that would be like definitely the impact that I want to create in this world for every every woman from any age because I know that um that belief is strong as a child and then people it just slowly gets just the light gets burnt out as you grow up, and then in your you know adulthood, you get to try to relight it. And so, I just would wish that that light never ever gets burnt out.
0: Oh, and so as I see it, as you share what you do, you're that. It's almost like the torch that lights them, and is the more you stand in your light, you show them what is possible. So mm. I love that. Absolutely love that. Mm. So I have loved our conversation and I love what you've shared and everything that you've shared. It's been amazing. I want to know what lesson in life you are the most grateful for. Ooh,
1: mm. that's a good one. What lesson in my life, my most grateful mm-hmm. for? Oh, Hmm. This is a good one, Marsha. You know, I like something awesome. people all. I yeah, yeah it's, okay. good. it's good. Um, <laughs> This is not the lesson. My dad, the the one lesson my dad would always say is, if you say anything with confidence, people will believe you. And I says, that's not my favorite lesson. That's just what my dad always told me. Um, my dad used to tell me growing up that I could create, he, he would always say, the thing, the job that you have might not be created yet and i remember just thinking like teachers are creative teachers are created like what are you talking about teachers are created and he told me that so many times and i always used to just want to like kick him in the shin cuz i was like you are wrong and now i'm sitting here like oh my gosh look at this like and he always and he, he still tells it to me he says whatever you do next it might not even be created yet like you can create anything so i think that that was the biggest lesson of just knowing that People create these crazy things out of, out of their brain, out of what the universe tells them. And you can literally create anything that you want in this world.
0: Mm, and I just think that was such a foreshadowing that he obviously shared yeah. with you because it's so, that is just so, so powerful. Can you say it again? Super slow the way you said it. Yeah. That the job that you
1: have yeah. might not even be created yet.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this.
1: Yeah. Which it. was weird because my dad is not an entrepreneur. Like he, he's, it's, you'd think that he was like, he had this, like, you know, that he created like the toilet paper roll or something, but he didn't,
0: like, he didn't Can you imagine <laughs> if he did right now. <laughs> that'd be, that'd
1: be cool. um, Insane. Yeah. But yeah, he always, he always said that. And I just was like, he's so wrong. You know, like the, the independent girl in you is like, you're so dumb dad. And then now I'm like, Oh wait, touche, you were right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you just keep proving that over and over everything else you're creating. So I just, yeah. I love that. And I thank you for shining the light for so many other women of what is possible. It just, even just in our bodies, as well as money and financial, because it's mm-hmm. really empowering for women to see what they can do. They can create what they can be part of and just showing that. So I thank you. Thank you for stepping into that light in the way that you do, because I think you light the way for so many others.
1: Oh, thank you. That means the world. I appreciate it. And I'm so
0: grateful for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes. And please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.